0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop podcast. It's another special one because I'm actually joined in person with the person I'm waffling with. It's actor, singer, songwriter, model and probably was going to be my new best friend after this It's Charlie Giorgio.
3: Thank you for having me. Welcome to
0: the waffle shop.
3: Thank you very much. I'm really
0: excited. It's weird for me because we were kind of we said it before we hit the record button about like, like the journey and like getting here and stuff. And what I know you from is obviously fortune. Mm -hmm. um, And having you here now Mm. after kind of connecting with you from like watching you on TV, it's really surreal for me
3: that's awesome so thank
0: you for being here no
3: thank you mate i appreciate it man like and it's cool like you watch the show and stuff uh yeah i i like i've been watching your stuff and just i i know that you know and you can tell that the energy is good and it's gonna be a good like so yeah so i was really excited to do this one
0: thank you, thank to you. i mean this all sounds very very like nice and stuff but I do start each one of my shows with something called the weekly waffle, which, quite frankly, is something that's pissed me off. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> sick, sick, sick. <laughs> Once I've got in front of my guests, and I talk about it, it's supposed to make me feel better. Um, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But life's a fucking roller coaster. Um, but one of the things that's really irritating me, and it happened this morning, um, and it was out there, and it's people who use their loudspeaker mm. in public when they're on the phone. <sighs>
3: Oh, you're gonna hate me. I did it for about oh, 20 seconds no. on the train today. For about 20 seconds, no, 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 sorry, no, you know no, no, it wasn't speaker. Sorry, I played a voice note, but it was while I was about to put my headphones okay. in. But I remember being aware aware of it. Some guy looked, and I quickly put it in. But yeah, speaker. Well, it's just one of those. I think it's risky.
0: Yeah, it's risky. What that it, person's
3: gonna yeah, say? yeah, yeah. It could go completely wrong for anybody. Like, um yeah no I feel you it's kind of what is it about it that do you think annoys you about
0: it I think it's just I would I think it's because some of the things that I would say to my friends would be a little bit like probably shouldn't say but like everyone has those kind of thoughts and stuff like that so when I would if I the thought of being on loudspeaker Mm. really badly like puts the fear into me so the fact that people are walking around without a care in the world that's true on loudspeaker i mean
3: so basically there's two things it's like it could happen to you and you'd hate that and also basically have some respect for the people around you. They might not want to hear
0: exactly what it
3: is you're talking about.
0: But then saying that I am very nosy, <laughs> so then I was instantly like, Oh! So did you get a <laughs> or, yeah, <laughs> you was I didn't use invested in the phone oh like, No way. Yeah. I was yeah. like, Well, if that was me, I would do this. <laughs> I was like, I'm Fully invested in that. <laughs> in if
3: you just actually pulled up the sign and said, "Listen, I was just listening." Yeah. Right, I think you should really go about
0: it this way. Come <laughs> in and take a seat. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> <talk> about-
3: <laughs> just end up doing a whole podcast with a random guy. That's <laughs> it that's funny though man that's funny what are the things really like kind of uh you oh don't
0: loud eaters
3: like no do you know what there's something about it where um it really irritates it's just like and there's some foods that just you can't not yeah like they, i think they've done some studies that show that it is actually a thing though that does actually annoy people it's not like something where you're just being an ass about it yeah. it is actually a proven thing that the sound of chewing in one's ear can actually like irritate <laughs> you uh, so scientifically <laughs> it's,
0: it's, uh, i really i was like i felt like i was watching a ted talk or something yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Just been <laughs> is there anything that gets on your nerves that year you'd like to get off your chest today
3: do you know what just to actually get someone nerves yeah i would be straight just basic, like when people are just like rude man like yeah. like just in day-to-day life you might be having a bad day i get that, that's cool but like it doesn't like it doesn't hurt to be to be mm. kind man and i know that sounds like the most cliche one man but no but
0: it's the, a very powerful stance though with it yeah. isn't it because it's like that whole kind of saying of like you don't know what someone's going through so if you're kind of little bit of act of rudeness or however you want to kind of portray it might actually be the thing that tips someone over the edge to be like fuck this 100 kind of
3: man and um there was i remember there was a t- yeah like when uh it was really weird moment where i was in the train station one time and it was when i was smoking cigarettes mm. and i asked one of the ladies at work there if i could borrow a lighter and she just looked at me and it was like this really weird moment where we were just looking at each other, and I said, "Sorry, do you have a lighter?" And she was still looking. And then even a work colleague said, "Like Sarah," <laughs> and and then the other one just went, "Here, you go, mate, I've got a lighter." And I just thought, and she was like, "What?" Wow, I didn't hear him. And I just thought that's so weird. I was and I was a bit. I think I was a bit like, and maybe had a drink or something, so I didn't really know how to like. But it really yeah. annoyed me for like the rest of the day. And it's so quite clearly
0: it's those things, isn't it? That that even now that sticks in your mind because then yeah, it's kind yeah, of yeah. like,
3: did I do something? Oh no, I I've shouldn't been, have done that. I've just been waiting for the day that we meet again at the station. So I can just pull out a lighter and say, I don't need your
0: lighter. <laughs> I got my no, own light. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> nah, you know, one of those little things like that, just like, well, what was the need? Like where, where, what was your point to prove that day? Are you having a bad day? Is that your shit? Yeah. And with that sort of situation, I do, I genuinely just think that person isn't happy within themselves, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's a lot of the time what it is, man. Yeah, Yeah, I've realized people that often spew negativity and hate and all that sort of stuff. There's something going on within themselves, yeah. Where like they're not happy with themselves, so they project it on other people. Um, so if anything, they're probably just struggling with something, mm-hmm. probably just need some work or something.
0: No, I I agree with that. And I think it's a it's a difficult place to kind of get to to recognise that because I think we're probably we're both guilty of that at some point of our yeah, in our own... life. You know I mean, we've all been at those kind of stages.
3: oh one's perfect.
0: Um but kind of get to a stage where you're like, oh, okay, my behaviour was a little bit thingy then. But then, do you know what I mean like you move, you kind of move on with it, like you go from it. Um, speaking of obviously, kind of like behaviour and stuff. One of the things obviously I wanted to talk to you about, um, from Tempting Fortune is what kind of, what was the driving force for signing up to it? Because for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's on Channel Four. Um, I was hooked straight away like i think i started watching it by accident
3: that's, that's um, how it happens yeah
0: and i was like the concept of that show so if anyone who hasn't seen it it's basically a bunch of people they've been sent on a trek through south africa i think it was mm-hmm. um and dotted throughout the journey there was like experiences but if you took those experiences it came with a quite a hefty price kind of price yeah and then which deducted it from everyone
3: so split between everyone you all start with a certain amount of money and if you take these temptations it doesn't just come out of your money it comes out of everybody's money so now it's kind of like the everyone's kind of um what do they say got you by the balls yeah. say? like everyone's kind of got this hold on you yeah so to answer the question, how I signed up, I'll be straight. So originally, um, do I pull this forward? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, get complete So
3: originally, um, the person that cast before it actually asked me to go on a different show and that show was X on the Beach. And oh, wow. I was like, I know, and I was like, look, dude, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. It's not really, it's not really me, and plus I don't actually have an ex anyway, so yeah. I'd have to ask some random girl. Yeah, Yo, just you know, come some random the girl, I like just so. <laughs> one time, just one time. Can you pretend to be my ex? She's gonna be like piss her. Um, so so I, he said, oh, okay, all right, man, no reason. I said, but listen, if you do have anything that you think's a bit more me, hit me up, please. Mm-hmm. And he was like, cool, man, I got you. And then like two weeks later, um, I get a call and he's like, all right, man, I think I've got something for you. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes. 12 strangers hiking through the wilderness in South Africa. And I went, I'm in bro. I said, no, I'm I'm down. I said, I'm not, I said, I'm so down. Then he went on to tell me about the temptation bit. And I said, yeah, that's cool. But, but then it really became something awesome because I love adventure. Yeah. And I'm also someone that likes to challenge my body. Like I've got really into that whole thing Mm. in the recent years about like, you know, pushing myself and stuff like that. Cause I feel like it gives you a real natural high. Um, Mm so yeah so it was like okay do you know what and then as it got more and more it became a deeper thing it wasn't just oh okay yo you just hike it through south africa originally it was like i've always wanted to go to the continent of africa always wanted to see south africa wilderness hiking that's amazing then it was like well hold on a sec because tempting fortune when you deep it right is actually really deep because in society yeah It's filled with temptations. You can go on a Friday night out on a Friday night and drink loads. You can end up drinking and you could even end up for some people. They take Mm -hmm. party drugs. There's party drugs. You can be on your phone and watching pornography every day. You can be, uh, on your phone, online gambling every day. You can, there's so many temptations, right. In, in modern society. And also what I think is really wild is if we take it back to the story of Adam and Eve, that was almost like the first human interaction was a temptation of taking the the forbidden fruit. So I really feel like Tempted fortune kind of has actually a deep rooted connection with modern society about, okay, why don't we just take human beings and throw them in a really extreme condition and then see what they're really tempted by and what they really see as
0: valuable and stuff like that. So it was cause it wasn't even just like the, but obviously the African heat obviously I imagine it was ridiculously hot but you were also doing like challenges oh, and, like, very kind of push you to your limit challenges
3: bro like it wasn't it was really intense and on top of that you're wearing these massive rucksacks which are really like heavy yeah and yeah the heat is different out there man um we just as the journey was coming to an end was when the real summer started and I could tell I was like wow if we had to do this for 18 days it would have been really intense um but yeah you it's 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 the going to a toilet in a bucket. It's the shower room with cold water in a bucket. It's the every day you've got a new bite. You've got some weird thing. I had a really embarrassing moment. Well, I say embarrassing, I think it's funny, where basically I ended up getting a a prickly pear. Well, I say I ended up getting, I found a prickly pear and it was this one moment where I felt like I want this man. It was a beautiful prickly pear that was just left on this one tree. And I was looking around and no one was there. And I've gone and picked this prickly pear and then I put it in my pocket, stupidly within five seconds, realize you're an idiot. All these spikes went into my pocket, got caught. So then I had all these spikes in my groin and then um, out of annoyance and anger, by the way, I was having a really bad day that day. It was the first day where all my energy had gone. Yeah. I got really annoyed. Then I went, oh, you, oh, idiot. And i just got this big water tank and I just threw it on the floor and it just bounced up and hit me back in the face and busted my lip. And it was that moment where it was like, I'd just been that done over (laughs) by myself. I kind of just stopped and all my anger just went. So then I just waddled back with cactus spikes in my groin and a busted lip. And I just said, let's let's just carry on man." Like one of those. But sorry, I go off on tangents. No, you're on the
0: perfect show for it. um, This is what it is as because- (laughs) yeah, Yeah, exactly. This is what I find so interesting about the journey Tibet and especially like your time on the show. Cause I imagine it was very testing kind of conditions anyway. And I, it was almost like the version of you that went in, wasn't quite the same version of you that came out yeah. by I, I feel like there was moments, for, especially just as a viewer, I mean, I could be completely wrong here, um, that you learn a lot about yourself 100%. about like, you know, about your limits, about like certain characteristics and stuff like that. And it was almost like, it was, it was actually really nice to watch. There was moments when you were like, Oh God, But then until you're in that situation, you don't know how you're gonna kind of like react.
3: It's so easy for, you know, like when you're sitting on a uh, Friday night or whatever, when you're sitting on your sofa at home to watch and be like, oh, I wouldn't take that, or take that. And that's Mm. part of TV, right? But yeah, you do, it really does. You kind of have to channel. I mean, my whole thing was avoid the temptation. So I really had to kind of channel this in a sort of like warrior mode, man. And I did, I felt like I was like, you know, a survivor, what, like, just, <laughs> and I went a bit intense in there. I mean, at one point I found the skull of, like, a dead animal and, like, found some, like, bam, like, some. Plan and wrapped it and strapped it to a bamboo stick. And I just ended up walking around and, and, and I, I just looked like it would gone crazy in the experiment. Oh God, the best thing if they saw me talking well. to it. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah, you know, you do, man. It does. You do. It pushes you into places. Also, you're forced. You've got to have dialogue with people. You've got to be not afraid of confrontation. Yeah. And I think that's why. So, like, for people that watched it, know that me and uh, a girl called liney went at it, right? And me and Liony basically were just playing two different. Like sides of the journey, mm-hmm. um, which, by the way, me and Lani are cool, man. Like, should we? It
0: was it was interesting to see because it was like from day one. I think only was just the one who took the milkshake. Yeah, yeah. She from said day she much, straight in. She said the game up, mate. She, she <laughs> she like, game on, um, and it it wasn't until that happened because obviously you're kind of getting used to the format of the show, and then yeah. when that happened, you're like, even I was at the TV, like, why the hell has she just done that? Like, what? But then as it kind of goes on, you start like, well it's kind of like once in a lifetime, isn't it? It's like, you're there once, do you take the temptations? But then it's like, but then the tem- the kind of experiences I could get with the money that I would get from the show is like a whole new world. It was honestly, I, I don't know how you did it. <laughs>
3: so it's, it's so funny, man, when you say the once in a lifetime thing, cause that was a really big saying that was going around yeah. the camp, right? It was a thing and it is like, it's a thing, isn't it? It's well, look, It is once in a lifetime if you deep the fact that you're never going to be on a tv show like that again Mm -hmm. and you know you're not going to be and you know have the being a weird artificial set that is once in a lifetime the way i'd come i'd fight against that thought is well you know in my head i'm saying well you know you're spending all this i was like i don't i'm with 12 strangers i'd Mm -hmm. rather go and do this on myself anyway do my own thing but um Yeah, that sets the tone. And the weird thing is, and it's really interesting is, throughout the journey of the series, watching the way the actual public's view changed. So first they were against Lani taking a milkshake. Then they started to side with Lani and the others saying about how, okay, let them live. They started being against me and say people like James and Luke saying we were bullies and Mm -hmm. stuff like this and then i think so then they were against us slot for a while and then i think after the fourth episode where they realized that this other group when we'd been split up just literally took every temptation yeah. and it was what was really interesting bro is it's an experiment and i think those temptations were taken out of spite more than anything it was a way of saying you don't you can't mm-hmm. you know But it
0: was like it was almost like a middle finger to the, yeah. con- the, the control the, control, the controllers yeah which
3: is really interesting because if that's the case to be on their side then it does just show the different aspects and thoughts of the opinion mm-hmm. of the group because if that's how they viewed us uh as like these controllers then that's it's it's
0: mad that's but that's on them yeah, yeah. kind of thing as well like yeah, that's yeah. like that's the way that they view one of the things that i kind of i actually got really annoyed about this kind of label that seemed to Kind of get attached to your name whilst you're on the show was the whole toxic masculinity thing. Ah, oh,
3: dude, yeah. And wow. it
0: really kind of like, it pissed me off because it was just like you were quite, you were on your own journey mm. in there. And, you know, if for whatever reason, like you were going through it, like one of those days, like you mentioned the day with like the pair and stuff like that but there was like almost moments where you could see the frustration mm. and it's like, well, yeah, I'm trying, I'm learning about myself. I'm learning about other people, how to kind of play the game and kind of like, I guess, navigate through those difficult days. And then all of a sudden it got labeled with this like very he- heavy, like that Oh, that's toxic. It was like, well, I don't, I don't think it actually was toxic. I think it was just, you were trying to figure it out. And it, there was a lot of frustration there. And it was just like, nah, like, I don't know. I don't know obviously how you felt, but as a viewer, it actually really irritated me that that's what it got labelled as.
3: I, I really, It's really refreshing to hear you say that, really genuinely, because mm. at the time when you are like, it's hearing that, you're like, whoa, what's going on? Because let's be real, the environment within itself is toxic, but there was no toxic masculinity. I mean, there was never toxic masculinity when I was going back down hills and helping people get up. There's no toxic masculinity when you know I'd carry the water, but water canisters longer than everyone else, and like you know, take it off them as well if I saw them struggling. Um, but it was apparently only toxic masculinity when I urged people not to take temptations. Um, and the toxic masculinity thing, man, that's wild, dude. Because like it's it's just a it's just an offense to my mum, really. Like my mum raised me, so like I, I respect all human beings, you know. In that environment, though. The environment within itself is toxic. Mm. There's no escaping any toxicity in there. You're around people that are irritating you. You're you're gonna get annoyed by people. Look, man, when you're hungry, dude, and you're tired, <laughs> people's faces piss you off. Yeah. Or okay. It's not just like, oh, everyone wakes up smiling. You have to buy, you know, you have to um you have to kind of just live with each other. But yeah, the toxic masculinity thing was pretty wild. I mean, I don't see what I did that was so like for them to say it. Was what it annoyed
0: of- me about it the most is because i've always i've always kind of struggled to show my emotion whether it's good bad like anything and then until i started this journey of like self-discovery and started talking about it and then i realized well it's okay for me as a man to show my emotions and then it was almost like when i was watching it it was like you you were passionate like you were showing emotion like you were trying to navigate that yourself and it's like which i think as men like we should be champion like you know whether it is happy whether it is you know not necessarily like anger be like finding a way how to kind of navigate the anger, giving the people like the tools to then almost like show a bit of emotion. Then to be labeled as that we're just going backwards because we should be allowed to show that emotion. But do you know what I mean, it's like, we, we need that kind of like outlet. Um, 100%. so that, that's, cause that's kind of why it, it annoyed me. <laughs> no dude, you're so true.
3: And I think it goes on to like bigger things, man. Cause I mean, okay. Look, I was 25 when I'm on it I guess I learned that I'm just a very pa- passionate person mm-hmm. and I kind of do this think out loud I mean not necessarily think out loud but you know I, I yeah I'm passionate about my thoughts and opinions mm-hmm. right um but yeah I guess it's about you, you gotta be able to speak your mind man yeah. or else if you bottle it up I don't know do you like well, what happens before exactly and shit, like it's...
0: I'm sat here as like if I hadn't Space, that's good. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. For yourself, yeah. Have you ever
3: have been through that where you felt like you've been bottling up emotions? Well, I,
0: I did. Like I bottled everything up to a point where, like, I'm not gonna lie, it got to a point where, like, I didn't want to mm. continue, like, going forward. And that's not a case of me saying I didn't want to continue, like, living. I didn't want to continue living my life the way it was being lived. So if I hadn't explored those emotions or if I didn't have that outlet or kind of let those emotions out, I I dread to think where I would be. And the fact that, you know, there is situations that where you do kind of like get those kind of things off your chest and it's labeled with almost like a negative um, kind of lid, I guess. It's almost like, well, I I'd, I I'd, I'd, again, I'd run that risk of being scared mm. to talk about emotions or share like any kind of form of aspect of like how passionate I was about a subject or anything. Uh, I think it's very, I think it's quite a dangerous label to give.
3: 100% it is. And uh, Going off what you said as well, dude, I think it can be quite lonely to be a man sometimes, man. I mean, it be, be quite lonely because it is a matter of, you know, you got to um, figure stuff out for yourself. I mean, yeah, it's so wild.
0: What was the biggest lesson do you think that you learned? From your time on there?
3: That I'm built different now, <laughs> nah, um, nah,
0: um Not to piss bucket. What in the did I, learn? I learned
3: that actually, um, I learned just going off what we've said mm-hmm. there. If there's something that's niggling you, speak about it, man. I'm not afraid, like, you know, just like have dialogue. Like literally just, you know, so the best ways to sort things were when things annoyed me, um, instead of like just getting on with it, we'd talk about it. And I felt even more, you know, better after that, man. Mm -hmm. Um, And also learned that I can't put my mind to stuff. Like it's so weird coming back into society, like the normal stuff, bro. Like it's even harder for me to kick the vape now, but in there I kicked everything, man. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, but basically it just shows what your ability is like everyone there was different yeah and look not everyone there was say people that go to the gym not everyone there was people that were into that stuff but in a way they kind of um still put themselves in a position and situation that was uncomfortable yeah um
0: which is commendable
3: yeah man 100 percent. it's just at the time you get frustrated don't you you get invested in what you're doing and stuff but you know looking back i was looking at these treks and i was just thinking you know what yeah but the people that didn't actually do any sort of physical activity, they must've actually been physically hurt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you got, and then you've got this guy saying, come on guys, you got this. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Book you, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? it was Not like whipping it Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely that man. But again, like I say, I really do think it ties into my like, society, bro. There's so many temptations, mm. man. Everywhere I look, it's just everywhere online, gambling, pornography, um, drugs, drinking, Everywhere, man, like, and it's like, I think that's what life's about. I think it's about having to, um, have the strength to turn temptations down, man. And yeah,
0: if you got the chance to kind of do it again with this kind of like the lessons that I guess that you've learned from it and that this like mindset that you have, would you do it differently or would you do it exactly the same?
3: Well, look, there's two ways. If I'd done it again and I'd already won the money, I won, maybe I would just splurge it. (laughs) No, I actually told myself if I did it again, I'd do the full thing, man.
0: Yeah,
3: I'd do the full thing. It's good for you, bro. In a way you come back out and you look and you're like, whoa, I'm just like, it's crazy. There's an empowerment feeling, man, it's cool. Mm. But, but you know, like I, as people know that watched it, when I'd won the money, pardon me, on the 17th day, 16th or 17th day, when the game changed and said that we could now split the money, I was in two minds, but then I really started to realize, dude, you came in here to avoid temptations and win the money. And I think I did good, man.
0: I, th- I think you genuinely, you handled an environment like that. And like I said to you, when like I first like messaged you about like, you like know, even coming on the show and stuff. Oh no. Yeah. Anyway, I've, you're on my hit list anyway yeah, to come yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah. Um, and basically I was drawn to you because there was like a certain element that of myself that I saw Sick. on that kind of journey. And it was almost like, I'm like this with music as well. They, I'm like it with lyrics, like the people mm. like, sing things that i can never say and like they communicate things so almost like watching you on that show to me was like i'm allowed to show my emotion i'm allowed to be passionate about things i'm allowed to kind of like my voice to be heard so stuff like that like i genuinely like you carried yourself like incredibly well on it
3: thank you the
0: coming out of the show then like you know, cause we talk about like coping mechanisms a lot on the show and you know, I've picked up some of the, my biggest ones from having conversations like this, is there anything that when things do get like a little bit like pressurized that you do lean towards now, obviously I know you said about like, like going to the gym and like pushing yourself, what, what does that look like?
3: So I do have to use the gym because, um, it's the only thing that can save me at the moment, man, I say save me, but I mean, it's the only thing that keeps me sane. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to, growing up like my early twenties and stuff, partying a lot, and like, I really hate that stuff, man. I know that it shapes you up and goes on a journey, but like, in terms of that, man, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, dude, like, I feel it, man. I feel like I've got like these weird mood swings, man, like where one day I feel amazing, yeah, and the next day, all of a sudden, I just feel like really, like, dark down and just like, what's going on, man, Mm -hmm. and like, so I've been looking into that, and I think it's just about a balance. There's something going on there, so I just want to try and. Um, I think uh, you know, just being present in the moment, being content. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the journey, isn't it? Really, man. That's the that's the obstacle. I, I, I think maybe when I when I did actually come out, though, you do feel a bit. Lo- this is really mad. Sorry, and I think it's like what like a Stockholm syndrome, right? Mm. So when I first did come out, all of a sudden you go from this 18 day journey where the only things you have to worry about is getting from camp a to camp B. And then when I'm not going to have my rice and beans and getting through the day. Then all of a sudden you go back into like the real world and all the other hundred of problems in like hundred problems come in. And all of a sudden you got to think about the, the other problems. And I started to think, Whoa, life was simple in tempting fortune. It was just wake up eat food go to sleep and then dude it makes me think that's why all the tribes and stuff they're all calm and content yeah. brother because they don't have to worry about tax rent what job do i need so it's actually mental it makes me realize yeah okay look man getting up and waking up to the sunlight and then you know eating your food and then sleeping you can think well what's there to live for but man i'm telling you yeah if it's not like a psychological money game, there's a happiness involved in that, especially if, you're, if you've if you got your own tribe. Do you know what I mean? You can entertain yourself. You can all make your own little theater projects like the ancient Greeks used to do. But it was really interesting to see the way of coming back and being like, well, when it was, it was like a giant come down. It was a giant come down for a bit, but then you just kind of start to ease back in and you get over it and stuff. I mean, Luke that was on the show, he said it must've been mad for him because he got dropped back in the center of London. So we've been on this mad journey and he said, bro, I was just like in South Africa. Concrete jungle. Yeah. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I'm just on the tube looking around at people like, you don't know what the fuck I've just been doing. That must
0: have been the weird, I hadn't even considered that transition period back into Mm. normal society. And then I imagine like, obviously you've just spent like, what, 18 days.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well.
0: like trekking through with these kind of like glamorized temptations to then be smack bang into your normal day-to-day with all those like like porn like you know gambling like smoking drink drugs all those like normal things like how long did it take you to kind of kind of get back into kind of like your routine
3: it took dude for, well if you want to get crude with it as well like in terms of that, digestively man it took me a while yeah. and because we'd only ate rice and beans eating anything like with sugar in it yeah you like you just let loose yeah. man. so for a good two weeks my body had to adjust back to eating like your meats and stuff and everything else but mentally it was it did take a little while man because um and you are offered Sessions by the way, with yeah. therapists, the show do offer that because they are aware that you have just been on a once in a lifetime experience, and not everyone's going to have experience, so you can't speak about it mm. to them fully knowing. But yeah, man, I'd say like about a month, dude, for me to fully be like, okay, we're back now, man. Not like every day I would have PTSD, but just more like you do walk around with this kind of like lost feeling. And when you're sitting around, I was sitting around, I remember I met up with my, all my boys, we're watching like the boxing, and they're all talking. I just remember sitting there, looking at the table, thinking about like what had happened in there. And it was kind of like, whoa. And I just felt like Tom Hanks in cast yeah. when he goes <laughs> back, you know, with the lighter, you know, with the yeah. light switch instead, man. But yeah, no, it was mad, man, but you know, I definitely, would you do, would you do, bro?
0: Do you know what, it's, the, the, I, if I ever got the opportunity, I've, and I, someone asked me this question probably about a year ago, and I think my answer would still be the same. Um, I think the only reality TV show I think I would actually ever do would be big brother Mm. or Mm. obviously since watching that, because I think there's something about being tested like mentally in an environment that you're not used to, which I think is where you learn who you are. And I think being, and I think I've, I found who I, what I was capable of. I mean, it wasn't on a TV show. It was in like, doctor's waiting rooms it was in like Mm. hospital settings when everything was happening with my mom that I really learned just how resilient how capable I was um and I think it's it's good to test yourself it's good to put yourself in an environment whether it works or whether it's not because either way you're going to learn something like I'm I'm kind of like over this whole kind of like victim mentality kind of thing of people like sitting and feeling like kind of um sorry for the situation that they're in because there's i which I'm only saying this from personal experience yeah. like I know it's very very difficult to get out of um but it's almost kind of taken the lesson over the loss and it's kind of like okay what can I do how can I change this how, what have I learned from it and it took a long time to get to that point um but I just kind of like right like, come on now like how do we move forward um then that was a bit of a no, no, bro. no, 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 no. I completely
3: agree with you. I think that's really, really cool as well that you, you'd you want to do something like that because not everyone wants to throw themselves into situations mm-hmm. like that, man. And Big Brother, I think Big Brother would be hard on Tempted Fortune in certain ways. And I think in more of the toxic way. And I think mm-hmm. because on the days of Tempted Fortune where we didn't have to hike and you'd just be stuck in a camp together and say if you'd had arguments, you know, and you can just feel the toxicity T- yeah. of the attention, Big Brother. Yeah. There's, Oaks, there's no escape there's no escape whereas Tempted fortune you could go on an eight hour hike and after an eight hour hike you don't want to argue with anyone mm-hmm. you want to go to bed you're tired your emotions have gone now. in mm-hmm. big brother you just stuck with them on you yeah. you're such a giant pressure cooker that's sick though, bro. I want you to go on it. I'd <laughs> <gonna, I'm gonna laughs> love to go on it as well. Because for me, Big Brother's the OG one,
0: Can man. you imagine if like... If we fucking <laughs> imagine? There. If... Oh More down thing. those stairs. I'm for fuck's sake, here we go. We just put a friend up, nominating each other on the first week. Hate him. Shit. Get him out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: That makes you sick, man. <laughs> I, loved, I loved that era, though. Um, that like old school era of
0: reality mm. TV, man. Like, it was normal, weren't it? Yeah. It just like there was so many kind of... together. that's what I enjoyed about... Um Tempting and fortune, because it was there was like very well represented there was something like anyone could relate to it wasn't and just, yeah that's what I think the original like big brother was like there were so many different walks of life, real characters um speaking of kind of like like coping mechanisms something like flat one of my biggest coping mechanisms is music mm. now obviously you're quite the talented singer songwriter. <laughs> You can say, you can pull that face. No, but... no,
3: I wouldn't say, see, when I say, singers are weird, like weird one, because I wouldn't say, I've just found notes that I can hear and then I'll yeah. them well, You, I mean,
0: you yeah. play to your strengths. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You play to your strengths. To strengths um, yeah. How did that start? Like, is it just because, cause I've had people on the show before that have said like, you know, they fell in love with an instrument, not like physically like mm-hmm. some channel five <laughs> documentary. Like they played an instrument, they loved it, they carried on with it um or they went to see someone perform and they were like, I wanna do that. How did that kind of little musical journey well, start?
3: Well I think just being like a creative person and loving performing and entertaining and stuff, right? Um I think naturally you you just naturally love those sort of creative outlets. Yeah. Music was always a thing. But it kind it like it came about really from like I first started rapping when like, I was in probably like year eight, and like I'd watch loads of rap battles and like American rap and stuff like that. And at first I'd write a rap and do it almost like in a class clown way, knowing that people would laugh, but then it got to a point where I was actually really like going in on my raps and wanting to them to be taken seriously yeah. sort of thing, man. And eventually it did get to a point where it started crossing over from being like, oh, he's taking the piss to like, oh, okay, shit actually sounds hard. And um, it just so happens that my older cousin Harry Giorgio, was already on his music journey, been doing music, and worked at a studio called HQ in Leicester. And like, um, and then I just was like, "Bro, I've started rapping." And he was like, "Oh yeah." And then he was like, "Let's hear." It. And then I did it, and he realised, okay, he can actually rap, yeah." And then we just started making music together, which led on to its whole of us journey within yeah. itself, man.
0: So that's it. What sort of music do you listen to? I know well, it's a really to big be fair, radio, probably. I'm. I'm quite the rapper myself. Okay, um, so go. I, I've I have a feature on, a, my first single with Sean Paul. Um, yeah. no, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I had, I had <laughs> him on the show and I, we did a little song. <laughs> really? That's yeah. sick. I literally, cause it was that kind of like mentality of like, I'm, I'm probably never going to get this moment again. Hell so yeah, I thought, dude. can you change the w- lyrics to, um, I don't really care what people say to, um, start waffling with Tay. Yeah. and then i did like my first live show and i like my friend um alex he's like a singer songwriter like we just we just had to play around with it and kind of like we turned it into like a little bit of a like one minute song
3: that's actually legendary that's <laughs> so legendary, sick, i have a song with sean bro. paul that is sick, he doesn't dude. know it, but. Did, yeah, it don't worry about that that is a certified
0: um, banger what is is fair to answer your question like i would listen to anything i will pull on like there's there's like certain adal songs if i'm like in my feels like the lyrically like the way she kind of like writes her songs Mm. really kind of like soundtrack certain moments of my life same with amy winehouse Um, amy oh man what a legend yep i took one of the biggest lessons um that i've ever learned from a jay-z song Mm. all about um life isn't about, I can't even think about it. The song is called Smile anyway. It's about his mom, Um, about um life isn't about losses. Um It's, it's all about the lessons. Something, I can
3: You really relate to Yeah, it, you know, I but see it, that that's what eyes. I mean. It's like,
0: there's there's just something about like lyrics and stuff that really kind of, that they say what I can't say. And I mean, I'm not musically talented in the slightest, but to have that kind of outlet that someone else has kind of like poured their heart into like their music. I think for mu- music, yeah, music for me, just makes me feel like I'm not on my own because there's someone else going out there, like singing or pouring their heart into a lyric that, I'm like, okay, they're going through it as well.
3: 100%, I think that's why people love me. You know, you, you get to, hear an expression of how you feel and on top of that it's done in a melodic way that even hits you like hits you even more man um and uh you can listen to it you can have it you can play it in the moments that you need it most um music's a beautiful thing man like music can change it's it's crazy man you can play it from there's songs that i listen to that can actually make me sad but happy yeah do you know what I mean they take you
0: back to those moments yeah. don't they and there's it's like connection. yeah and the, there's there is like tracks on those albums and stuff that take me right back to a time when like I'm not gonna lie like I was ready to throw in the towel yeah. so to now sometimes listen back to those songs is actually quite painful but it's also a really nice reminder actually at that moment I didn't think I was going to be able to get to this point so it's almost soundtracked that kind of the journey like that stepping stone for me at that time when I thought this is an obstacle it wasn't an obstacle. It was a stepping stone for me to get to where I need to. and um, what what songs do you do you listen to? Oh not, not songs. What kind of like music style do you go to?
3: Do you know what, dude? Honestly, I really range, man, and like it's not like I actually like to listen to just things that make me feel like I'm in a movie. There's like a really I don't know, have you ever yeah. heard of the film Taxi Driver?
0: Yeah.
3: The theme song in that is just like a saxophone right. And every time I listen to it, it makes me feel good and content. It's like this beautiful like piece. You just want to be cruising in the late night, just mm-hmm. like it, stuff like that. But, you know, it depends. Like, I can wake up and be like, yo, I'm going to listen to loads of reggaeton and just like, just get into it. Or, you know, um, it, it it's all about mood, isn't it, man? But I can listen to like just pieces of music, man. Just like take it on a journey without, without uh, lyrics as well. Um, it's such a, I always say it's the hardest question. So when I ask people, what's your favourite song? I don't say that anymore. I say, if I was to put your headphones in right now, what have you been listening to recently? Do you know what I mean? So what would that be for you? Right, <laughs> last thing.
0: Um, In all honesty, Travett, the last song I listened to was, um, I think it was Beyonce, Virgo's Groove. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I think it was good. just a bit like, I'm, I'm in a bit of a R&B era at the minute. You're like I'm a dude, big same. fan of like, I don't know if you've heard of her, her name's Olivia Dean. I've heard of the name, oh. but I
3: wouldn't be able to know the
0: I was lucky enough to see her at Glastonbury and i am telling you this now. Year? Yeah. Did you
3: go oh, my yeah. sister in as well? Did oh you see Alan John?
0: Yes. Was it insane? Because yes. it looked insane <laughs> from we didn't realise like how big it actually was yeah. until like afterwards. We like saw photos and stuff afterwards. Insane. It looked
3: incredible. So to be there oh. must have been it was amazing. Magic.
0: It was honestly, this is gonna sound really sad. For those five days it was probably the happiest I've been in about 10 years. Wow. Because I felt I was I was I've never been there. It was the first time I've ever been, and all these people who I know that have been, have always said, you've never experienced anything like it. I was like, I've done festivals before. I know what I know what I'm doing. But before I went, I was really self-conscious because I've put quite a bit of weight on. I was just really not feeling in the good space, like mentally. And then when I got there and having five days of not checking my phone, I wasn't like scrolling through social media. I didn't really have a mirror to check what I was looking at. Um, like what i was looking like yeah 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 and then See, i felt freedom free I, having music it was hot it was literally it was yeah and today even talking about it like i felt like i'm getting all goosebumps because yeah, i felt freedom for the first time in probably about 10 years
3: what dude you got a thing? what you did you just went out there for five days listening to music and being like literally not, not giving a shit about anything man like and then we felt good for five days yeah. man I'm happy for you that you have that escapism bro and, and that's why again like i was saying like we don't get enough of it we don't get enough escapism man even in those Do- like you need it even if it's in Do- even if it's fucking hiking bro just go on a hike down a hill man get around yeah. nature we'll go to glastonbury yeah. <laughs>
0: you know? i mean it's easier to go on a hike than it is trying 15 ticket 10, Gl- 15 years to get tickets yeah man I mean. so
3: that's insane so like I've heard, hot like, really annoying stories about that where people thought they've got mm-hmm. them and they haven't. And...
0: I've done Boomtown. Yeah. You I've been Boomtown. I haven't, but I've heard that, <laughs> that as an experience and a half. I don't think, isn't it more than music? It's all... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah.
3: a whole, like, artificial village that just, like, you don't even have to be off your face to, be, yeah. to feel like you're tripping there. Do you know what I mean? One of those, man. I don't think I've got it in me too. I get, no, nah, man. I think it gives me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. When I was 18, you didn't care, man. No. Like, I don't know, I'm 26, but, like, Just, you know, you just know, it's just intense, man.
0: What does escapism look like for you now?
3: Do you know what, bro? I'm gonna say um, traveling. I'm gonna say like exploring the world, man. For me, I'm a really big nerd, bro. Like I'm really into ancient history. I'm into culture, I'm into languages. I will literally stay in my room, learning the most random languages and then literally if I get a chance to find someone that speaks it, I'll speak it, and like that's just what I like to do, man. And so, you know, things like going to see the pyramids would be an escapism for me. Things like going to these countries and stuff, um, I've started to realize I'm struggling to find escapism in normal, in, in just day to day life. Now, so that's why I think I've got this calling to travel. Yeah, I think I want to do something with it as well. I think I want to just get a GoPro and go around and just like have you ever seen these videos on YouTube? Where you've got like these travelers that would just take a gopro and they'll just literally it's like a pov starred thing where they yeah. walk through the streets of these countries that's what i'm planning to do man
0: me honestly do it mm. Act, like i fair not. it's not a similar thing but i used to be so scared of like doing stuff like that like getting out my comfort zone going to new places one because of like well i didn't want anyone else to think i was a weirdo not weirdo but like going off and doing these things And because, like, oh, I'm scared to do that. And it wasn't until having conversations like this that, like, the fire for me just continues to kind of get like brighter and like hotter and stuff. Because I'm just like, well, yeah, we should be doing these things. We should be going off and experiencing it. But we get one fucking shot at this, yeah. So it's like we need to be making the most of it.
3: This is what scares the shit out of me, you know, like that went. I'd say now more than ever is when I'm really, um, I think, because. I've just gone past 25 and now it's like, right, okay, well the next roundup is 30. I think now more than ever, I'm starting to really think about my future more and it's really quite intense. Mm -hmm. It really is quite intense. Um, You start like just questioning everything and it gets a bit wild, man. I think that's the main thing that's on my mind at the moment
0: it's a tough one to navigate is isn't it because it's like i i turned 30 in lockdown and there was an element of like you know all my friends were getting married having kids like doing all these things and i used to think i was wrong for not wanting those things so then it's got to this stage now where i was like well i've seen what the worst can do like my mom was the most active woman like she was 47 when all this happened um and now she needs 24 hour care like life for her is probably not what she expects it to be and I just I'm so scared of getting to a point where if something similar was to happen to me or even get into an age of like 90 if I'm lucky enough to live that long and regretting things that I could have done because I was too scared to do them
3: yeah this is what I'm saying this is exactly that dude it's exactly that and I think with that we can't live in fear can we though every day because it will eat you up like you were saying about the days where you felt like you just wanted to throw the towel in and stuff. So like, would you say, would you say you feel, I mean, I guess no one ever feels a hundred percent better, right? Yeah. But where would you say you are on a level of how you felt feel now compared to how you were felt then?
0: So when, when I first kind of started, I guess like four or five years ago, the fear overtook everything. Yeah. Whereas from having conversations like this and like connecting with people, um, and learning so much about myself, the fear of not doing it outweighs the fear of doing it for me now. Yeah, I
3: love that, dude.
0: Oh god, I don't think I've ever said that out loud. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> like, there you go. I've had a little bit emotional. There, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Bro. Sneak uh, it. If if there was someone listening to this now, and not necessarily been on like a similar journey to you uh, as yourself, like who was having a bit of a shit day, um, what advice would you give them,
3: bro? Do you know what. I want advice. <laughs> I want advice, <laughs> bro. Come on. Um, send send them in. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say the most cliche thing, man. I'm gonna say the most cliche thing, everyone's gonna be like, Yo, gym bro, but if I just if I go to the gym or something, work your body. We try and we spend all our like we spend our days just filling our body with stuff to give us these synthetic highs and dopamine hits man but the real natural ones are the ones that come from working the body take it back to the ancient days brother do you know what i'm saying take it back to those times of like what were they doing they were acting they were doing physical sport you know they were doing poetry and stuff man so i just think just do things that involve natural highs man natural dopamine hits not the shit not fucking going out and getting fucked up everyone likes to go out and get a little fucked up, man come on <laughs> like you know who are we kidding but it's the you know the vices that are given it, you know just try and find something but again i'm trying to find it too you yeah. know what i'm saying i'm nowhere near where i'm still trying to find it i'm still on a journey man like I would be lying if I said I've got it all figured out because I really don't. Um, So, if anyone else out there has some good advice, please feel free. But, you know, just look that, man. Keep Mm. yourself active, brother. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man.
0: Do you know what? This has been a real kind of like pleasure. I appreciate it. But I do have three final questions for you.
3: Okay, six. So,
0: first one is I mean, I can't imagine it takes you a lot i mean i've seen your instagram on the dancing in the rain and the workouts and stuff but is there a song that needs to be playing to get you on the dance floor
3: to get me on the dance floor yeah. oh mate like do you know what i do love i do love that 1970s sort of um funk and soul and like yes. yeah like or like mj's sort of uh, disco <laughs> yes. albums be perfect that you can't ever beat that um there's a lot of things so like reggaeton as well, mm. reggaeton like can just get me going as well, man. That gets you moving your body in all sorts of ways as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, to get on the dance floor, stuff like that, man, with a bit of groove, you know, a bit of funk to it, man, gets me moving.
0: Love that. Um on the flip side of that, mm. is there a song that you may lean to or an album that kind of pulls that emotion out for you? Dude,
3: we want to take it to an art like to an artist that I love, and take like Mac Miller, man. Mac Miller, Dude. I know. Mm. I grew up listening to him in the skate park, and literally followed his whole journey, and like so when and actually, yeah, yeah. But like he just um, that really hits me. So like his first kids, uh, like all of that, and then just going through to all his stuff now. for a while i couldn't listen to it because i felt like i just it just really hurts me to know that he went like he went out that way man Mm -hmm. but anything with mac really hits me because i also uh, i feel like i relate to him a bit as well Mm -hmm. man because he was also a guy that looked like he had everything but still like there was something there man like obviously some sort of hole he was trying to Mm -hmm. fill man so it's
0: it's weird that you yeah it's weird that you say that because when everything happened with my mom, I, I booked a trip to Bali just to go and have like a pure escapism in an environment I've never been to. And one of the songs that soundtrack to that holiday for me was Dang with oh, um, Addison Pack.
3: Yeah, banger. It's mm. crazy, man. I was in LA when it happened, man. and I remember thinking out there when I was there, wouldn't it be amazing if like I met someone like Matt? Yeah. And then I remember I was actually on a date, you know, with a girl um, and we were sit, chilling in this swimming pool. And um, and I remember just one of the, the girls on the other side just went, Oh my God, what the fuck? Mac Miller's just died. And I was like, What? Are you serious? Like, and I actually couldn't believe it. And I remember, mm-hmm. like, all the energy in the day just went. And I know that sometimes with the people are saying, Why do you care about people like that much? And, like, nah, it's different, man. This was someone that you've literally grown and listening to. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you've looked like. Um, so it just killed the vibe, man. And she could tell I was like, I can't go home, you know, mm-hmm. like, this is whack, man. Like, so yeah yeah so that that's
0: that for sure man i respect that um if there was a song that you would put in a box wrap chains around kick it to the bottom of the ocean never hear it again what would it be <laughs> that's a
3: sick question <laughs> that's so cool uh oh
0: man and there's no beef like there's no like i'm not gonna like pull the artist out of the door or anything like right, man you can what, tell what could do be, a like guilty there?
3: pleasure because i do love a bit of pink <laughs> Ooh, okay, you know, no, it's that song. What is it, man? Uh, it's p- pills or something. We're rocking, run. run, it's as the as Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's a well, you'd guy. never listen to that again. No, I'd listen to it again. Well, what would what, what you mean by throw it away so is basically so no one can know that I've listened to No, it? no, no. So oh, you, okay. it
0: could be a range of things like you're sick of it, like it's overplayed. Like we've had people come oh. on and say, like, crazy frog, who let the dogs yeah, out? Yeah, Someone yeah. said, Old Town Road like i've had like a wide range of answers to this i
3: don't know what this is there. bro i'm sending baby
0: shark to the depths of the ocean
3: today. i recorded
0: like yesterday that. with yeah. someone and they said exactly the same yeah, thing all <laughs> <though. That's laughs> uh,
3: right that's shit there's there's it's weird that, that there's something about it so how does it get stuck in someone's head after one word like that it's weird there's something going on with that that one needs to go to the bottom
0: that's of the ocean and stay there yeah
3: man, for sure. but yeah man that was a good way to like i don't, I don't
0: know if um no honestly time. mate it has been an absolute pleasure thank you to waffle man. with you like you're gonna have yeah. to come back and we'll go deep dive on the aliens yo man we'll um, do it
3: bro we'll do it
2: For full, important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
0: You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.